Now Excuse on the me. line with us, we have Captain Ed Mamet. He's a long time. He served in the Detective Bureau for 20 years in a variety of positions from detective to captain, most recently the commanding officer, criminal intelligence now, I section. I want to hear what a retired on. police. How many years are you retired, Captain? 23. Well, 23. A retired police officer. How the heck do you feel? What the heck is going on right now? Well, let me tell you something. Peter King's father was my instructor in a police academy. I'm sure Peter said recently he must be turning over in his grave. Ed, you're right about that. You really are. And let me tell you something. I'm, as you always say, John, I'm mad as hell and I can't take it anymore. Last week I parked my car on a busy Manhattan street. I come down in the morning and my catalytic converter is gone. Oh, my God. $700 to replace. So, but, but, but Ed, Ed, it's, it's Richard Weinberg. Let me tell you something. What about... Police officers being robbed at gunpoint. Police officers being mugged. Being mugged. What's that about? What's that about? You know they're stealing cars right outside of police departments as well. You know that, right? Right outside the police department, they're stealing the cars. I say bring back tough cops like Ed Mamet. Well, let me tell you something. In my 40-year career, I have never, ever experienced anything like this. 20 years, almost 20 years of hard work by, by two mayors, Giuliani Bloomberg, right. and two great police commissioners, Kelly and Bratton, have gone down the drain. It may take years to recover. But you know something? With proper management and leadership, I think we can recover because, you know, we are New Yorkers and we have a fine police department, but we just have to let them, you know, do what they have to do. And, uh, and it was a different. Is at, all, is at all time low. And uh, we have to do something before the agency becomes totally dysfunctional. And when you come out of the police academy, when out in the street, when anyone you think of is walking up and throwing stuff at you or spitting at you or stopping you when you're trying to make an arrest, I mean, it's a whole different world today. And I think the cops are the real victims of this. And you're right. I think we need to let the cops do their job, let the men and women in blue do their job. And that's why so many of them are quitting before they even get their full pensions. Right, Captain? That's right. Hey, Peter, you know, when I left the academy in 1959, I went to Bed-Stuy. I was a young, a young cop, 23 years old. And I remember walking down the street. We were all on foot. People wouldn't even look at us. They would turn the other way. They were so afraid of us. And that's what we need. We need that fear element, you know. And there's an old adage that there's, there's not <laughs> – I hate to say it, but there was more justice at the end of a nightstick than all the courts of war. <laughs> and, well, and, by uh, the way, I took – Captain, they took away the nightsticks, didn't they? Well, it's not that they took them away. They replaced them with a with a stupid little folding thing that goes <laughs> on the belt. No, but, Captain, but, I saw this video on that this cop actually did a really effective job with that nightstick. It kind of like, you know, it comes out like a pointer. He was trying to make an arrest on the subway, and then this woman came in, and she started hitting the cop, and then the cop whips it out like a sword almost, like, and then he hit her, and he controlled the situation. That woman ran away, and that was the right way to handle the arrest. And I feel, I, I feel like that cop needs to be commended for what a great job he did. He probably did. He probably practiced with that with that device. But the old baton, there was nothing like the old <laughs> baton. You know, they put the Civil War riot right. down with that baton. Right. And, uh, you know, it worked very well. It, it's, it's a fearsome-looking thing, just the fact that a cop is, is twirling it, walking down the street. People, uh, you know, they, they, they uh, see it. It's intimidating. Yeah. That's what we need. We need like intimidation of these criminals. Yeah, I still have my father's nightstick at home. It's a, it's a powerful weapon, I'll tell you that. By the way, before we get sidetracked, let me thank you again for the award the Charmin Society gave me several years ago. It was really an honor to receive it from you, Ed, so thank you for that. You got one, too? I tell you, yeah. <laughs> Getting it from Ed meant a lot. <laughs> well, <laughs> Captain, you know, we we got a couple minutes left. Tell us, 
you talk to a lot of retired police officers. How the heck do they feel? I mean, the, the retirement of professional of police officers that have seniority and they know what they're doing uh, is at an all-time high, and we end up with more rookies than senior police officers, which doesn't help. Well, all the, the cops I speak to, the young ones and the older ones, they're all totally demoralized. And, you know, um, all they want, they want the tools to do the job. And, you know, and they want to feel like, like they're doing something. They feel totally hopeless. This stupid uh, immunity, uh, qualified immunity is one of the worst things that ever happened because they're all afraid. And also, you know, the diaphragm law and these other dopey local laws that were passed by the city council, you can lay it all at the feet of de Blasio because he did more to destroy the department and the city than anybody else. And, and you know, I don't know how long it's going to take to recover. But I think that the mayor has a chance Instead of talking about doing things, he should introduce legislation to repeal these laws. Even if the city council overrides him, at least he sends a message out that he's doing something. You know, everybody seems to feel that we're stuck with these laws. The laws can be repealed. And also and put the city council the on the spot. Put them on the uh, That's right. Nazi. The congressman's yeah. absolutely right. You put them on well, the spot. if they don't fix the laws, I mean, and all these murders are happening of black and brown children. Mm-hmm. I mean, can't we make them co-conspirators? Can a, a smart prosecutor make them a co-conspirator? Oh, Alvin Bragg? <laughs> can, can we indict him? John, it's not a crime, it's not a crime to be stupid. Why can't we hold the parents, in many cases, responsible for what their kids do? You know, that's an overlooked fact. Uh, a lot of these kids do get away with things, and their parents are well aware of it. And I think that the city should start looking at that. That's an important thing to do. And, um, you know, also, the, um, uh, uh, regarding the, the, uh, the laws, as I said before, try and repeal the laws. And, and another thing is, one of the ways we could deal with this is just keep making the arrests. I know that the answer is going to be, well, you make an arrest, there's going to be no bail, they're going to walk out. But the fact is, if you keep arresting these dudes over and over again, you're getting them off the street, even if it's for two hours. And if they have a car, you seize the car. You know, you know what I would do. If I was the mayor, miserable for them that they look, they look away. If I was the mayor, I would, I would have them when they're arrested. I would have them processed in Rikers Island. Forget about them for two days, and then let them out. That's a great idea. (laughs) The more you make it miserable for them. The, the, the less chance they are going to, to do Now, I understand. I saw the video before. They ran into a, a jewelry store. In, in the Bronx. Bronx. In the Bronx. Bronx. And in, 30, in 36 oh. seconds, they stole $2 million worth of jewelry. Right. Yep. Yeah, You know, Judge, I want to ask you, do you agree with me on what I said before about introducing legislation to repeal those laws, even if, even if they're overridden I, later I, on? Captain, I agree with you and Congressman King. That's absolutely the right thing to well, do. Well, who could introduce that legislation? The mayor, the mayor, can, have, the the mayor, mayor can, can do it. Legislation, of so Mayor Adams could introduce legislation to, say, overturn yes. qualified immunity, the and whole diaphragm law. He can introduce it, yes. I would say well, the would mayor, the mayor may be a political hot potato. The mayor should meet with Lee Zeldin and uh, maybe uh, Kathy Hochul you will know, say, oh, crap, what's going on? John, you are the king of bringing people together. So maybe you can broker like kind of a meeting of the minds. This is not about well, Democrat or Republican. You bring I'll what's best for New York. Cap on. Okay. Captain Mamet, thank you for your service of what? How many years? 37 years? Uh, no, oh, my time is almost 40, 39 years, 40 nine years. Months, six days. 
Thank you for your service to New York City. Thank you for speaking out for the NYPD. God bless you and God bless America. Can we take a break now? And when we come back, we're going to come back with Dr. Peter Michalos. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. It's about time. <laughs> 